0: Welcome to Zechut My name i Rabbi Goldhar, and today I'm with P'sachim, Lamed Zayin. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in a b'raiseh, ain't ofim pas'ava be'pesach, divir be'shamay, be'esil matirin. says, we may not bake a thick loaf on Pesach, and Basil permits it. The Gemara asks, how thick may a loaf be according to be'esil? And Rav Huna answered, a tefach, for we find with regard to the lechma panim, which are not allowed to become chametz, that they were a tefach thick. Rav Yosef successfully challenged this analogy, pointing out that the reason the lechma panim, could be baked up to a tefuk was due to numerous factors that helped prevent it from becoming chametz. It was baked by kohanim who was reasoning their diligence, it was kneaded vigorously, and it was baked with only dry wood in a hot oven that was made of metal. The Gemara concludes that the machlokas was not about thick bread, but rather pasmaruba, baking many loaves of bread at one time, more than is needed on any yantav. Beishameh says it's forbidden because it's considered tircha yasera, excessive tircha. Rashi explains on Be'adav base, the Basila holds that baking a lot of loaves together in one oven improves the taste of the bread. So it's considered baking for the needs of Yantu. Point number two is taught in the that one can eat matzah v'sirikim v'syorim, with decorative designs, although the Rabbanim has said that one may not make decorated designs on Pesach. Reviewed explained with Nei She'isha because the woman kneading the dough tarries over it while she decorates it and allows it to leaven. The continues with an incident where Rabban Gamliel served Rabbi Sadok decorated sirikim on Pesach. Rabbi Sadok explained to his son, Rabbi Lazar, that the prohibition was only referring to professional bakers, not to ordinary people. Rashi explains that professional bakers spend more time etching the decorations since they're preparing the matzah for sale, whereas ordinary people are not so meticulous. Others say that Rabbi Sadok answered the prohibition was only referring to ordinary people, but professional bakers are permitted to make, decorate, sirikin, and the matzah made by Raman Gamliel was done by professional bakers. Rashi explains that bakers are more adept and have stamps that can decorate at once. Rav Yossi holds srikina is only prohibited on thick dough, which becomes chametz very quickly. Point number three was taught in the bray that sponge bread, honey bread, wafers, and a pan and loaf are puter from separating challah. Rav said halu and, these are not considered true bread because they're fried and not baked. Rav Yochanan said ofas, products of a frying pan are considered bread to be obligated in challah and these are exempt because they're made in the sun and therefore they're not considered true bread. Rav Yossi said to Rav he should ask Ula what the halach is in a case where one attached dough to the inside of a frying pan and placed the frying pan so that the flame was opposite the top of the pan. Rabbi Yosef said there's no point in asking since U will say, Rova Enim Osinken, most poor people do that to conserve fuel. Therefore, it's the normal use of a frying pan and Rav Yochan would dispute this case as well. So once again, the three points are: on. point number one, it was taught in a brayzayin ofim pas avav beisil matirin. Beishami says we may not bake a thick loaf on pesach, and beisil permits it. The gemara asked how thick may a loaf be according to Basil, and Rav answered a tefach. For we find with regard to the lechem apanim, which are not allowed to become chametz, that they were a tefach thick. Rav Yosef successfully challenged this analogy, pointing out that the reason the lechem apanim could be baked up to a tefach was due to numerous factors that helped prevent it from becoming chametz. It was baked by Kohanim, who was reasoning their diligent, it was kneaded vigorously, it was baked with only dry wood in a hot oven that was made of metal. The Gemara concludes that the Melchokos is not about thick bread, but rather pasmaruba, baking many loaves of bread at one time, more than is needed on any yantav. Be'i says it's forbidden because it's considered tircha yasera, excessive tircha. Roshi explains in Bay Be'zama base beys, that Be'zilla holds that baking a lot of loaves together in one oven improves the taste of the bread, so it's considered baking for the needs of yantav. Point number two was taught in the brisa that one can eat matzah, basrikim, and tsuyarim with decorative designs, although the have said that one may not make decorative designs on Pesach. He explained with Neisha Isha Shoalab because a woman kneading the dough tarries over it while she decorates it and allows it to leaven. The brisa continues with an incident where Rav served Rabbi Sadduk decorates decorate on Pesach. Rabbi Sutter explained to a son Rabbi Lazar that the prohibition was only referring to professional bakers, not to ordinary people. Rashi explains that professional bakers spend more time etching the decorations since they're preparing the mutts for sale, whereas ordinary people are not so meticulous. Others say the Rabbi Tzadok answered that the prohibition was only referring to ordinary people, but professional bakers are permitted to make, decorate, tzriking, and the mutts made from the wheel was done by professional bakers. Rushi explains that bakers are more adept and have stamps that can decorate at once. Yossi holds streaking is only prohibited on thick dough, which becomes chametz very quickly. Point number three was taught in the bright that sponge bread, honey bread, wafers, and a pan loaf are puter from separating challah. Reh Shalakish said, Halu ilfas hen. These are not considered true bread, because they're fried and not baked. Rabbi Yochanan said, ilfas Products of a frying pan are considered bread, to be obligated in challah. And these are exempt because they're made in the sun, and therefore they're not considered true bread. Rabbi Yosef said to Rabbi Zerah, that he should ask ul oh, what the halacha is in a case, where one attached dough to the inside of a frying pan and place the frying pan so that the flame was opposite the top of the pan. Rav said that there's no point in asking since Ulla will say, Rov Anim Osin Ken. Most poor people do that to conserve fuel. Therefore, it's the normal use of a frying pan, and Reish Lakish and Rav Yochan would dispute this case as well. Alright, so now we go to our Simferdav Lamad Zain, and our standard simon is laser tag. Laser tag. So here goes. The laser tag team had to beat the clock and find hidden tefuk thick loaves in less time than it takes for Kohanim to make the him and then laser decorative designs on them while they were frying in pans and exempt from challah. Once again in slow motion. The laser tag team, laser tag, that must be more Duff. Lama Zion. The laser tag team had to beat the clock and find hidden tefak thick loaves in less time than it takes for going to bake the Lechem which reminds us that there's a Malchus Beisham Beishel regarding baking pasava, which initially we believe is regarding baking a thick loaf off to a tefak thick, which is learned from the Lechem when Rav Yosef refutes this understanding, since the lechem panim could be baked up to a tefach thick, because there were a number of factors that helped ensure it didn't become chametz, the Malklokas is understood to be about ruba, baking a lot of loaves in the oven at the same time, beyond one's yomt of needs. Beshamay forbids it because of tirki yasera, whereas Besil permits it because baking a lot of loaves together improves the taste of the bread. So the laser tag team had to beat the clock and find hidden tefach thick loaves in less time than it takes for coming to bake the lechem upon and then laser decorative designs on them, which reminds us about the concern of baking matzahs with sriki mtsuyarim decorative designs. The concern is that women will tarry while decorating them and the dough will become hamets. One opinion is that the concern is only with professional bakers who are meticulous and take their time because they intend to sell these matzahs. Others say the concern is only with ordinary people, but professional bakers are adept, plus they have stamps that enable them to decorate quickly. So the laser tag team had to beat the clock and find hidden tefakh thick loaves in less time it takes for Khanim to bake the lechem upon him, and then laser decorative designs on them while they were frying in pans and exempt from challah. Which reminds us the Malchus whether loaves fried in a pan are put from the need to separate challah. Reish Lakish says they are, since fried loaves are not considered lechem. Rabbi Yochan holds the archive because they are considered bread, and only loaves baked in the sun are exempt from hafresh's challah. They would also disagree in a case where bread was fried in a pan, where the flame was opposite the top of the pan. Since this is considered a normal way of frying for poor people who want to conserve fuel. So once again, the laser tag team had to beat the clock and find hidden tefak the gloves in less time than it takes for cotton to bake the lachamapanim and then laser decorative designs on them while they were frying in pans and exempt from kala Alright, now it's time for a four-block hazara. Daf Lamad Gimel. So the simmer Daf Lamad Gimel is a peg-leg pirate. A peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The peg-leg pirate, peg-leg pirate, that must move on Daf Lamad Gimel. The Peglag pirate, whose crew died by the hands of heaven for transgressing Me'ila, which reminds us that three reasons were given why Me'ila, which is Misubide Shemaim, is more severe than an Issari It is more severe than an Issari chorus, not because of the punishment of Misubide Shemaim, but because one would be punished even for eating less than a of subhektish, or it even applies Be'im Miskaven when a person does not have Kavana to use that particular item, such as when a person tries to warm himself with the wool shearing of Chuan, but inadvertently warms himself with the wool shearing of a carbon. And the third reason is he's high even if he does it in a masasic manner, such as reaching for something and inadvertently anointing his hand with oil of hektish. So the peg pirate, whose crew died by the hands of heaven for transgressing Meila, and who discovered that the truma he separated from chametz on Pesach had no kedusha, which reminds us if during Pesach one separated Pradus for truma from something that was already chametz. I'll agree that it has no kadusha. Rav Nachomar brought the Puzzle, regarding Truma that stays teeth on the low, you shall give it to him, meaning to the Kohen, but not to his fire. This teaches that produce can become Truma only if it's fit for the Kohen to eat. If it can only be used for burning, then it can't acquire the Kedushah of Truma. <laughs> Rav Hunab Rav Yeshua learns from the fact that Truma is referred to as reishis, the first of your gathered grain, which implies that after Truma is taken, its remains must be distinguishable to Yisrael, meaning... That it must become permitted to a Yisrael, where the product remains forbidden for consumption, that which was separated does not take on the kedusha of Truma. So the Pegleg pirate, whose crew died by the hands of heaven for transgressing Me'ila, and who discovered that the Trumi separated from chametz on Pesach had no kedusha, spent his time alone in the ship trying to figure out how to get Tahor juice out of Tame grapes. Which reminds us, it was said in the name of Yohan that in the case of grapes that became Tame, one presses less than a kabei of them at a time, and their wine is valid for a libation offering, since Food less than a Kabeh cannot generate Tuma. This indicates Rabbi Yochanan holds that the juice within the grape is not absorbed, but rather contained by it, like a liquid that fills a container. Rabbi Chisda disagrees and holds that the juice is Tameh, indicating that the juice is absorbed in the grape. And when the grape becomes Tameh, so does the juice. Daf Lamedal, so the simmer Daph is a ladder, a ladder. The detective who climbed the ladder, ladder, that must be more on Daph The detective who climbed the ladder to investigate the case of the replanted Tameh Truma, Spotted a suspicious Yisra walk away, which reminds us that the dub deals primarily with Rababarmas' question on Trumos, where it says in the Mishnah, Trumos Shinitmu Ushasalon, Trumi plants became Trume and then were replanted. To Ba they are tower with regard to being matame other things, but they're prohibited to eat. He asked that if they're tower with regard to being Matame other things, why are they prohibited for a going to eat? Abaya Bar Avin and Khananya Bar Avin's answer that it was forbidding the truma to non go hunting since it was decreed to prevent non-Kohanim from depriving Kohanim of their Truma by converting it into Khun through replanting, was challenged by Rabba Barmasna, who said that it was taught already in a different Mishnah. So the detective who climbed the ladder to investigate the case of the replanted Tame Truma spotted a suspicious Yisra'al away, while Kohan, who was supposed to be guarding his Truma, which reminds that the second answer given was that the Mishnah actually meant it was prohibited for the Kohanim to eat since they became invalid through Hesachadas, inattention. The Pasig states regarding truma Mishmer's truma sa'i, which means that the Kohanim have been given the responsibility to safeguard truma and cut as well from becoming tamay. And this requires one not to allow his attention to lapse from this guarding. Since these plants became tamay, it can be assumed that the kohen stopped guarding them against further exposure to tuma, and therefore they became rendered invalid. Therefore, even though the tuma is removed through the replanting, they remain invalid to eat. We have from al Rabbi Yochan whether Hesachadas is a psul tuma, a caused by the possibility of tumah, or a hal al-guf, a of the truma itself. So the detective who climbed the ladder to investigate the case of the replanted Tame truma, spotted a suspicious Yisrael walk away, while Cohen, who was supposed to be guarding his truma, was distracted watching the tami mehal chag being placed in the mikveh. Which reminds the that Rabbi rejected the above answer and explained that water for the chag that became tami only becomes taur if he shikun when first brought into contact with a mikvah, and only afterwards was Makdisha. The water being brought into contact with the water is a form of planting which removes its tuma status. Yet, the Rabbanim were stringent and said that it is not effective for water of kachim. So here, too, regarding plants of truma, we should say that ain real la truma. Planting the ground is not effective in removing the tuma of truma, since Rabbanim posed a greater stringency on truma. Daflamet so the Simper Daflamet hay is a children's choir singing la, la, la. The children's choir, children's choir, that must be more on doubt for hey. La, la, la. The children's choir singing the catchy We Can't Be Matzah song, were dressed up in their rice and millet costumes, which reminds us that Rabbi Shemalakish said that the source said oras and dokh and rice and millet cannot be used for matzah, comes with the juxtaposition of the psukim, losolcholav chametz, you shall not eat chametz with it, referring to the Garden Pesach, and yamin of matzos, for seven days you shall eat matzos with it. From this juxtaposition we learn, devarim it is only with things that come to leaven when left to rise that a person fulfills his obligation to eat matzah. Excluded are these types of flowers of orz and dochen, rice and millet, which do not come to leaven, but come to spoil. So the children's choir singing the catchy We Can't Be Matzah song were dressed up in their rice and milk costumes and pouring wine, oil and honey in some dough. Which reminds us, Ravidi Yidivar explained that Reish Lakish's reason for saying, the one is not chayat karas for eating dough that was kneaded with wine, oil, or honey, instead of water, in its leavened form, was mishum da havili me peros, me peros It's because these liquids are fruit juices, and juices of fruits cannot cause a dough to leaven. Fruit juices here refers to natural juices. So the children's choir singing the catchy, we can't be mutza song, were dressed up in their rice and milk costumes, and pouring wine, oil, and honey in some dough, while the kid holding the bucket of partially fixed hevel, Saying the solo. Which reminds, we go into the brisa that grain whose restriction comes exclusively on account of the prohibition of eating chametz can create matzah, which excludes grain of tevel, that is, excluded not on account of the prohibition of chametz, but because of the prohibition of do not eat tevel. When the Gemara asked, why is there no prohibition of chametz as well when eating tevel, Rav Shesh has answered that this brisa reflects the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, who holds, Ein iser chala iser. a prohibition cannot take effect upon a pre-existing prohibition, meaning that it was already forbidden because of Tevo before the possibility of it becoming forbidden because of chametz, and therefore it cannot become chametz. Daf So the Simr daf vav is a Lulav. So here goes. The poor cone who lived in a house made of loving. Lulavim, lulavim. That must mean one daf The poor cone who lived in a house made of Lulavim ate as Rechem Oni Ba'aninas, which reminds us that we different drushes from the words Rechem Oni. Rabbi Yosi expands the words Rechem Oni to teach that Matzah must be made from something that can be eaten Ba'aninas which excludes making matzah from maizu sheni, which cannot be eaten by ninas. He focuses on the pronunciation, lechem oni. Rabbi Kiva learns that lechem oni means matzah must be poor man's bread, which excludes making it from dough mixed with wine, oil, or honey. He focuses on the written form, ani, and says from the pronunciation of oni, we can learn like Shmuel, it says lechem oni, lechem mo harbe. The Torah calls it the bread of oni because it's bread upon which we declare oni many things, referring to Sippur Yitzit Yitzrayim. So the poor Kona lived in a house made of hulavim, after checking the box to make sure they weren't made from Bikurim, which reminds us that Rabbi Yosef really learned that matzah cannot be made from Bikurim because the Torah states, In all your dwellings you shall eat matzah, which teaches that only matzah that can be eaten in all your dwellings may be used, excluding Bikurim, which cannot be eaten except in your Shalayim. So the poor Kona lived in a house made of Lulavim, after checking the box to make sure they weren't made from Bikurim, or as fine flower Chalut, and oversized ashisha, Which reminds us that it was taught in a brisom when the Torah states a Muslims resemble a poor man's bread, it excludes chalut, which is scalded bread, and ashisha. Rashi explains that scalded bread is prepared in an elegant manner with very fine flour, and ashisha is an oversized loaf, which the Mary says is ordinarily baked, only for important company. All right, now it's time to conclude their our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. which to have to learn two different sources why Truma that was separated from chametz on Pesach has no kedusha? That's on daf. Lamed Gimel, good number two. Which stuff do we have? Question: One consumes truma b'shogeg. Does he repay according to value or volume? That's on Daf. Lamed Beis, good number three. Which stuff do we have? Markovitz, Reish Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan: Whether doughs, fried in pans are considered to be lech and bichay for avarshel's chala? That's on Daf. Lamed Zayin, good number four. Which stuff do we have? The matzah cannot be made from bikurim because matzah must be able to be eaten bekomos shvo That's on Daf. Lamed Vav. Good number five. Wish up to be concerned with baking matza with sweet and decorative designs because one might tarry while decorating and they'll become chametz. That's on duff. Muhammad Zayin. Good number six. Wish when rice and milk cannot be used for matzah. That's on duff. Hey. Good number seven. Wish Dapti Makoks, whether the juice in Tame grapes is tahor or tame, that's on duff. Good number eight. Which something when learned there is no caras for one who eats chametz that was made with wine, oil, or honey? That's on daf. Good number nine. Which of the learned that being that mutz must be poor man's bread? Lechem It can't be chaut or shisha. That's on daf. Good. And number ten. Wish of the learned the lechem honey was baked in a way that it had numerous advantages, so that it would not become chametz despite being a tefach thick. That's on daf. Lamed well, Zion. Excellent. So that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram, wishing you a great day and great learning.